Natchcast presents South by Southwest 2016. Uh, Josh, what's going on here? The sights, the sounds, the smells. Who doesn't love South by Southwest? Who doesn't love Austin? Who doesn't love the Butler Brothers? Who doesn't... Uh, no. This is Natchcast 55, Neil Survives. Not live from South by Southwest. But, but who doesn't love barbecue? Who doesn't love cross-promotional marketing opportunities? Who doesn't love thought leadership? No. Neil survives? Yeah. Come on. Let's give the people a high-octane survivor update. Neil Gottlieb, enfant terrible of the food world. Founding twin at Three Twins Ice Cream. Cast away on the current season of Survivor. And some food news? Eventually. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love food news? Who doesn't love Survivor? That's the spirit. All right, all right. Natchcast 55. Neil survives. Cue the theme song. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. Yeah, you know, when I worked in corporate America, I got really bored really quickly sitting in a cubicle, and so I, I rectified the situation. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. Yeah, you know, when I worked in corporate America, I got really bored really quickly sitting in a cubicle, and so I, I rectified the situation. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I went to high school. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I went to high school. I, I worked in a cubicle when I first got out of college. I went to high school. I went to high school. Yeah, you know when I worked in corporate America, I. Went to high school. I went to high school. Yeah, you know when I worked in corporate America? I went to high school. I went to high school. Yeah, you know when I worked in corporate America? I went to high school. I went to high school. Yeah, you know when I worked in corporate America? I went to high school. I Went to high school. Overall, I, I would say I'm, I'm smart. I'm charismatic. I went to high school. I went to high school. Overall, I would, I would say I'm, I'm smart. I'm charismatic. I went to high school. I went to high school. Overall, I would, I would say I'm, I'm smart. I'm charismatic. I went to high school. I went to high school. Overall, I would, I would say I'm, I'm smart. I'm charismatic. I, Went to high school. One of the one of the basic tenets of my strategy is just going to be this charm offensive. Show up in ice cream pants, looking like a dandy with a bow tie on, 
and make people think that I'm just a joke. Try to not let them know what exactly is underneath. I, I put on 10 pounds in the last three weeks, so I look a little chubby, 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 I, I can't get it out of my mind. This but. vision of you just alone in your house, laying down that sweet falsetto track. Yeah. I mean, I, I was about to say no comment, but I think I think other people will comment because that is uh, some soulful stuff. I pulled straight from the heart. Uh, Why wouldn't you? A little bit from the nut. Look at what he's doing. Yeah. Neil Gottlieb. Surviving. On Fonterribla. Finding as terrible as ever. Finding the third and final idol. Man. Playing it fucking cool. Nobody knows he's got it. No, he's slick. Every, everyone else, well, I guess when Ty went for the idol, no one was really watching. But He was pretty hyper, though. He was like, I got the idol. He was frantic. Frantic. Oh, I'm not going to get this idol. Oh, my God. His hands were all fucked up. All I can think of now that you brought up Ty is Red Ants. Red Ants. All right. Yeah, but when and then when Alicia went for the idol, she was oh, God. tripping over herself. Not the best. Just basically handed it to Jason. Yeah, but uh, Brahoni. Yeah, our man Neil's sitting pretty, man. Neil survives again. They've they, merged tribes. He's going to yeah. have to rebalance a little bit, but he's in a strong position. He's good at capitulating. He doesn't go overboard like Debbie's, like in everyone's face trying to form these alliances. She thinks she's got it all figured out, and then well, two I seconds later they cut to someone being like, Bleh. I wish I could tell you. Here, let me see if I've got it. Oh, I don't have it anymore. I had a nice little text stream going with Neil. Oh, where he was giving you intel? Well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say it on air. Yeah, I don't know. Are you putting his... Uh... I'll just say that I, my, my, I the ended the text. I was like, my kids are loving it, um, and they really want to know about Debbie. And he replied to that text in a colorful way. Wait, why do your kids really want to know about Debbie? I don't know why. They, they, so they watch it every week. They're pulling for Neil. They get visibly nervous if he's at risk. They're like, oh, oh. That's adorable. That's adorable. I've never met him. But then I'm like, well, here he is, guys. I'm talking to him. What do you want to know? And they said, uh, find out about Debbie. Hmm. And my kids don't give a shit about Neil. <laughs> Or about Survivor. It's not that they don't give a shit about Neil. It's that they don't give a shit about that show. I tried to make, I tried to well, introduce to them there. Just like, don't, meh. don't force an addiction to reality television. No. So like I said, I watch it every Friday morning. And speaking of reality Who television. Who doesn't love Survivor on Friday mornings? Who doesn't love yoga while watching Survivor? Who doesn't love Lululemon compression pants? Who doesn't love... Uh, Expo West. Expo West. What do you think of the show? Wait, that was our high octane survivor update that we that promised. Was it? I mean, you know, was it really high octane? He's around. Yeah, he's he around. He's got the island. He's getting stronger. He's in a new tribe. He's going to figure things out. We figured out. He he replied. He has flamingos on his underwear. Okay. He didn't. He skirted the codpiece comment. Yeah. He. Uh, Which leads me to believe he is wearing a codpiece. <laughs> if you don't outright discredit the codpiece, I think I got some feedback on that one. Off that snort, your yep. chortle garnered feedback. I was say maybe a quick expo update. Isn't it over? What's what are the, the trends? It is over. You're gonna have to wait a whole another year for an episode like episode fifty four. Well, but Expo East that's coming up. You bet it is. You know we're gonna be there <laughs> mm -hmm. live live from uh, 
Baltimore. It, yeah, it's Baltimore. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love, love Baltimore? Baltimore? Nobody. I mean, who doesn't love Expo East? Not a but person. who do people? Who loves Expo? Who doesn't? I don't know how to phrase this in a question. People like Expo West more, don't they? Who doesn't love Expo West more than Expo East? See, it's hard to say that in a punchy way, though. I think I think a lot of people like. It's just different. Just just different. Expo West is all about the pageantry. It is. It's about Anna, Anaheim. East is about the intimacy of really connecting with people. Mm, sounds like you actually prefer Expo East. Oh, yeah, I do. Where did you give your best keynote, Mark? Mm. I know you gave so many keynotes as, as a kingmaker in the natural foods industry. Tell us about one that really uh, hit home and tell best us where that keynote, was. Best keynote. I think I did my, well, I did, I did my best work at neither of those events. I did it at a very exclusive retreat for the supplement industry alone. Was Donald Trump there? It was at the St. Regis in, and he might have been. He was poolside, bacon yeah. in his tan. There you go. Uh, NBJ Summit. NBJ good, Summit. Did some good work there. Yeah, that's an insider's party, though. It's 400 CEOs. And you? Oh, someone's calling. Why is it not coming through your your computer so we could just pick it up and record it. That's the landline. Oh. Well, I don't know. The Expo West recap, we were right on it. I mean, you heard the podcast. All the biots, all the plants, all the fermentation. Yep. Those are it. Live are foods trends. and plant-based foods. And the screenless future. Screenless future. Nailed it, Josh. Everywhere at Expo Thought West. leader. That's right. So everyone strap in for that one. What was not at Expo, which I wanted to get up front here before we dig into the news. Okay. Another, another um, indie bio moment. Another little glimmer of the food future on Twitter. This was Ageria. 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 With a product called Youngert. Yuck. Not yogurt. Youngert. That claims to slow the aging process. You is it uh, made from uh, cream of some young guy? Because that's what it sounds like, youngert, a spurt of youngert. Nobody said anything about spurt. Well, spurt rhymes with gert. <laughs> Some company in Ireland is making a yogurt, an anti-aging yogurt. I don't know what's in it. I should look that up. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. For all we know, you and I could both be producing anti-aging yogurts. We extend right your now life. With in our own bodies. You want to culture those... Uh, Emissions? No, I'm talking Cod more pieces. about the next story. Extend the healthy human lifespan with yogurt and naturally engineering yogurt to produce more natural healthy compounds. Oh, wait a minute. Our first product utilizing a newly discovered longevity compound called spermidine. Oh, see, I told you. I sniffed it out. You sure did. Spermidine? <laughs> That's is, what this like a, is this like an onion campaign? No, this is an indie bio company. Wow. Using yogurt as a customizable bioreactor, the vision is to develop a yogurt platform to make health more accessible and enjoyable. A yogurt platform like Facebook, Twitter? What do we got this week? A low-fiber diet could affect gut microbiota diversity over generations. This is by Christina Saez. I think that's pronounced fibre. Saez. Fibre. This is uh, in, this, what's this website? GutMicrobiotaForHealth.com. So no agenda here, uh, but the quote, what? should we get to the quote? You want to talk? Go. No, it's fine. 
Well, according to the results of research led by microbiologists of Stanford University and published in Nature, you do not just pass your genes on to your offspring, but also a whole gut ecosystem shaped in response to your dietary habits. If fiber intake plummets, so does the richness and diversity of bacteria living in Fibra. the gut. What are you doing with those noises? Fibra. You're going to get your mic turned off if you don't stop at the slurping. Happened before. Right. The, I mean, that's a, that's a bombshell right there. Meh, I think I already knew that. Really? I suspected it all along. How so? That's all, it's all shithorns, baby. Things, things, uh, like all sorts of... <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Mind no. blower. No, it's more like the unseen complexities of yeah. our, of our no, innards. No, no, no. The point of this research is that your children inherit it. No, I got that. Mm, did you? I was getting to that. Did and Then you? you interrupted me. Well... Because I'm saying the complexities of your system. You think of it as just something that exists within you. You're hosting but really, it. You're hosting, you're hosting it, and you're passing portions of that onto your. Because you're when you have a kid, you're not just having one organism. That's the thing. You're watching your wife Whoa. or life partner give Whoa. birth to an organism, but really, she's giving birth to a whole ecosystem, Whoa, a whole man. fucking, a whole universe. Oh man! Yeah, is look at pushed, that. Is pushed through. That's okay. You don't have to the go. vagina that's <laughs> lined. With its own little universes, you know, there to, to feed the infant all sorts of uh, pleasant little bacterias. What, what is in there? What's in the paste? We did a story on it. There's all sorts of healthy stuff in the birth canal, is my point. Bacteria, flora, microorganisms. Yeah. Good bugs, bad bugs. Bugs. The vaginal microbiome. Yep. There's an oral microbiome. We got a pit microbiome. You yeah. got a crack microbiome. Okay. What do you mean, like your arm? Fascinating armpit? to me. Yeah, yes. There's microbiomes everywhere. You know that movie, The Martian? Fa- haven't seen it. What? Fascinating. They took these mice, they gave them a high fiber diet, high fibre diet, and a high low fibre diet. The high fibre diet, healthy. Not only were they healthy, when they had kids, Their healthy kids. gut. Kids had better gut balance. Low fibre diet. Lack of diversity in the flora wasn't going right when they had kids four generations down. Bad guts. When they tried to reintroduce and fix the guts, they couldn't. No, they could make marginal improvements, but those kids were fucked. Nothing lasting. They yeah. fucked. All your bad habits. Yeah, the whole you pass, species you pass down the toilet. Everything on. This, so this got me thinking are we the first generation, you and me? To have parents who might have been fed uh, predominantly on processed and conventionally unhealthy food. It's possible. Meaning they react, they ruin their guts, but probably aren't dealing with it as much. But then we're born well, under my, the eight ball, my can't parents, get out from under it. My parents were very health conscious. We've talked about that. I think there was a lot of fiber in our household. Fibre? Which explains my vibrance and good health. And your fascination with As I move into my 40s, my my smart (laughs) infatuation with bowels. As you move so gracefully into your 40s. Well, I mean, if if this this is interesting though, because you you can't answer that question. That's true. Do you want to tell the people why? (laughs) I think you're dying too. I'm not dying too. No, when you're adopted as a child, you don't know. I don't know what biome I inherited or genes. He doesn't. I can kind of figure out genes a little bit now through some of these fancy pants technologies. 
What's already always interesting. I've done twenty three and me. I need to do. Oh God, what's it called? What's the name know. of that place? Jessica Richmond. Ah, uh, biome. You biome. Mm. Little poop swab. Send it in. Get my results. Try biomes are us. Mm-hmm. See, what's always interested me about you, Mark, is that you have many adopted children have a thirst, a desire to meet, or at least discover uh, the, the key facts about their birth parents. But but you've you you take the opposite. You take the other stance. You don't want to know anything. My life is full. I have what I need. You do, well, I, I like that outlook. But but as as more and more of these studies come to the fore, are you not curious? Health is the one issue that keeps coming up. Yeah, that you'd mm-hmm. be like, hmm, huh. What kind of uh, gut situation have you bequeathed onto your daughters? You can't fully say, can you? No, and it's not, not that just I mine. Either, there's but... another. There's two guts that came together for that. Yeah, and and all the guts that led to them. The gut chain goes back in darkness. Mark it does go back, and if you screw it up, it's it seems like it's pretty hard. Well, this but, is, I, but, yeah. Well, we're going to transition to another story here. Well, but first, and actually... I, I hate to ambush you here, but I have in this envelope the name and location <laughs> of your birth parents. <laughs> Do you? Uh, and as you can see, I, I have a fireplace over there. I'm going to turn on the fireplace. You decide. Do you want. Why did you turn the. We had a nice. Want it? Ripple, not rippling. What do fi- crack? Well, here, fire. all right. I'll, I'll turn it on. We'll it see. Was, and then we started podcasting. You turned it off. It's coming. It, it creates noise. Let's see. Oh, but I've got the envelope. Yeah. You can decide. Do you want to see what's Josh in the envelope, or do you want me to throw it in the fire? They are compression leggings, and it's not something I've ever seen a man wear before. That's a beautiful fire. Yep. Do you want this letter to go into it? No. All right. I want to know. I want you to open it. All right. Wow, the drama was palpable. Hold on, oh, let me oh, get a letter opener. He's getting back up. You mess up the gut, unhealthy diet. You screw up the gut chain. You pass it along. They can't fix it. Or can they? Tearing open the envelope. Where'd you get that information from? Private detective. <laughs> you hired a private dick? I keep one on retainer. Do you? So it looks like... Oh my God, what a bombshell, Mark. Your birth father's name, Donald J. Trump. Oh, come on. Birth mother? Too easy. Now, surprisingly, it's not Ivanka. It's Shirlene McCoy. Who? Shirlene McCoy. (laughs) You sure it's not McLean? No, this one says McCoy. Okay. And she is from Longsboro, Missouri. (laughs) Pronounced by the rest of the world as McLean. Well, this is McCoy. Oh, well done, Josh. So not only this, so there's a lawsuit what an there interesting, too. Some sort of paternity lawsuit could erupt, right? Why? Because I want to. One of them's going to want to reclaim you. You're a thought leader. No, You're a kingmaker. I'm not a thought leader. I'm a kingmaker. Sorry, I'm the thought leader. Okay, you. Look, that was a good little. We'll get that bit more developed in future episodes. Yeah, we're going to keep working on that <laughs> big reveal bit. <laughs> so there's the healing power of poop. Mason, we got the poop triple header. We've we've. Kicked it off with what'd you say? The gut chain goes back in darkness. Oh wait, I can hear the fire. Yeah. Can you hear can everybody hear that? It's a gas fire, so you're not gonna hear much crackling. Oh, and an airplane. It's a little bubbling. Okay. Now we're gonna move on to the second phase of this triple header. Mm-hmm. Second phase. The second head of this triple the header. The second I think it would be the second movement. Mm, the healing power of poop may surprise you. What are you gonna do with all of these compromised guts? Given at birth, 
to a bunch of kids just slated for obesity and depression and allergies and asthma and, and soft stool. The answer may surprise and disgust you. In a Almendrala Huffington Post, quote, clinical trials show that getting an enema infusion, that would be an enema infusion, of a healthy person's stool is much more effective than treating an infection with antibiotics, and the treatment is cheaper and less invasive than surgery. The question facing us today is, what other diseases are linked to the microbiome, Knight said. That's Rob Knight, the leading scientist on the human microbiome. Related to Suge Knight? Spoke to him last week. Suge Knight? Did. That's what I do in between podcasts. God, why does that show up like that? It's a a little ambush. It just startles you. It startled you. Yeah. How can we identify a problem of the microbiome and then reconfigure it back into shape? That's what Knight's wondering about. It's what he's studying. It's amazing to think that material we flush down the toilet every day could have such profound implications for how we can live our lives and preserve lifelong health. Go with it, buddy. Fecal Uh, transplant. Yeah, I mean... The work's been done. This is great news. I could see you giving that little DIY treatment. I could see me selling my pristine poop for top dollar. Uh, See, this this is going to be the new thing, because right now people sell platelets and white blood cells and things. Were we talking about that on an old podcast? Like celebrity poop? I don't don't want a famous person's poop. I want... want, Can we start that business at least? Selling famous people's poop? Yep. Get famous people's poop. Sell it. To get an enema infusion of Leo's... There you go. Post-revenant shit? Like... Yep. Oh, what you got to think about? Week. Yeah, a shoot who, like who, that. Who do I need? Who would I want? Oh, I want a little Kanye. Yeah, you know he he won that. You know what's funny is he won that award, but so did the many universes of gut bacteria living inside of him that went through maybe even more turmoil than he did while I shooting seen that the movie. movie. I haven't either. Oh, <laughs> I hear he gets raped by a bear, but no, I hear he rapes the bear. <laughs> oh, okay, but I mean, he went through a lot. But think about what his poor, what his gut biome went through. Right. Where's so, a where's a million little statuettes for them? No, well said. Interesting story. Rob Knight, this leads this scientist. Mm. He was a little overweight. Yes, he was, and he was tra- through hiking in uh, Peru. Peru is Inca correct. Trail got a little bit sick. Yep, ended up on antibiotics when he got off of them. Lost all his weight. Never got it back. Boom. Friends on the trail with him. Americans. Overweight, got sick, took antibiotics. No, they're still fat. Stardust and snowflake, baby. So complicated to figure this out. Each one of us is our own little universe. You were going to buy waiting to be unlocked. Whose poop did you? A Leo. You want to buy Leo's poop? I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put poop in my ass. It's not going to. You don't know. You got to get that poop nearby. It's got to be like wife, kid. kid. You know what? This is. It's. um, It feels weird, right? Kid poop. Yeah, there, there used is, to be a lot more of that stuff. around the house. No, but that's probably the healthy stuff. The kid shit? It's just roiling with crazy, all those oh, vibrant yeah. bugs. You get some of that in there? So an incestuous uh, <sighs> enema infusion is what you're recommending? Maybe we're so screwed up down the gut chain, but you know what? You have some kids early on, get that poop. You have a lot of it early on, too. You have <laughs> such easy access to so much poop. It's amazing to think that material we flush down the toilet every day, or in that case, every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. put it in a trash can. <laughs> All right, that's my second one. 
So we've compromised the gut. Now we're trying to heal it. All right. Yeah, but this third story is not really a poop story. It's a Fibre story. Well, you said that your your header up here says a poop triple header. Oh, but I... You associate gonna, fiber with poop. The, the, it's a Fibre story that is not ostensibly about poop. Mm. But, oh, it is. Well, in that way, everything's really about poop. No, this is more specific. Th- come on. I'm just saying, you, you trace anything to its end point, it's about poop. It's a little stronger tie. Especially here. in food news, you know what I'm saying? We don't mean to ruin smoothies, but... Philpot. Old Tommy Philpot. 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 Mother Jones. The quote, when they're made without added... Sh- it's all about smoothies. Are they yep. healthy or not? When they're made without added sugars and other junk, wrote David Katz, director of the Yale Griffin Prevention Research Center at Yale University, downing a smoothie is far better than not eating fruit at all, and they're a far better choice for a snack or perhaps a meal on the go than what prevails in our culture, chips, fast food, etc. On the other hand... But... Maintaining a regular smoothie habit is not nearly as good as eating the same amount of fruit in its native state. Boom. Why? Well, we covered this before, but it's uh, this case. It's it's uh, it's interesting because it's before, not, it's not before we were, before we were talking about juices. We're so talking with about juices. The- you're just getting the sugar. You lose most of the fiber. But people are like, well, you you have a smoothie. You're still keeping the fiber. The blades on your blender are breaking up the insoluble fibers too much. Look at you. They're getting them too broken up. You need your body to break that up because then as your body's digesting, for instance, an apple, a whole piece of fruit, it takes those insoluble fibers. It builds almost a little barrier that allows the sugar to absorb into your system at a much slower pace, thus protecting your liver. We're making a king right here. That's right. It protects your liver and prevents your liver from uh, turning the excess sugar into fat. So I I, I stopped paying attention right there, but up until then, Mm -hmm. masterfully done. Well, I read these articles, Mark. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a complicated, you know, there's insoluble, soluble, soluble fiber. Yep. They actually are working together quite a bit. Yeah. These... In that whole barrier thing you were describing. And so, I mean, we know, we've known, oh, on this podcast, we've known. Oh, yeah. This whole, you know, you heat up the juice, you heat up the fruit, you're losing some nutrients. That's been the big promise of the HPP crap, 10 bucks a bottle. Yep. Not to be confused with HPV. I do love HPP on occasion. I don't like HPV. But now we're talking about the damn blender, the blades, just yeah. the way it like macerates those fibers. Yeah. Maybe and then you, they did make the point like, you know what? You kind of do chew up fruit. But not with little blenders. Not with little tooth blenders. And you got to think those soluble fibers or in, and insoluble fibers have evolved along with our silly little mandibles. You know, there's a, there's a symphony going on right now, Mark. Can you hear it? Uh, does it sound like this? Neil survived. Neil survived. You missed it. <clears throat> Stuck in the salt mines, a plan worth its salt. Genia Belafonte, New York Times. Why don't you read that quote for us? Again, jumping in cold here. What? There's no setup. Oh. What's squeaking? The mouse in your pocket? Besides that. I don't know. Probably one of these couches. These are vintage couches. Oh, oh it is. It's, it's me. It's, it's me. It's me. <laughs> when, I, when I move off mic like this, so I can make a dramatic shouting. And, all right. Guy likes to fidget. But New York City is... Measure. New York City's measure to place symbolic salt shakers next to individual menu items with at least 2,300 milligrams of sodium. Again... 
the full recommended daily allotment uh, is true. no reference to that. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're really picking the quotes here. <laughs> well, is far from a call to arms. Quote: We have in New York one in four adults with high blood pressure. Doctor Mary T. Bassett, the city's health commissioner, said. Do you think she's related to An- Angela Bassett? Maybe. But we do see radical nope. racial. <laughs> yep. We do see racial variation. One in three black adults has high blood pressure. Two years ago, a Oops. study of. <laughs> you don't need that. Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, my. I had to do this quick. You know why. I'm not totally sure. We, I, don't, we got, I don't think I want to know why. The studio is humming with some. Hey, where do we don't? This is the podcast. Yeah, we, the wall, right. <clears throat> so, yeah, New York. Fight, they want to fight back against salt. Yep, they're, they've clobbered sugar. Now they're clobbering salt. I liked this, though. I liked the idea of a little tiny salt shaker. Next to salty food? Well, but the reason I put that quote in there is it's not just salty food. It's food that is actually, of itself, your full daily allotment of sodium. Yeah. You know, salt, sugar is sneaky, but salt is sneakier. Mm. A lot of prepared foods have yes, like radically high amounts of sodium, but you don't necessarily taste it, which mm. is, you might end up adding more salt because... You're like, this doesn't taste salty. I'm going to salt it. What are we going to do about it? Can you fix it? Public policy? Can you put that little salt shaker on a menu and go, oh, if I eat that, that's my whole day's worth of salt? You'll eat it anyway. Yeah, you might. And then you'll pretend like you're not going to have more salt later in the day. What are these dishes with that much salt, though? My God. I think it's uh, something at Olive Garden, probably. Yeah. Uh, All right. Way to go, New York. It's certainly not. A bug bar. New York's kind of a bossy city, right? Weren't they the first ones to implement a smoking ban? Smoking? Uh, like you can't, where you can't smoke in bars? You're reaching back. I know they're trying to do soda taxes. Well, they already did soda tax, didn't they? Didn't uh, Bloomberg not, get his ass hung out to dry for that or something? Yeah, I think they pulled it back. Oh, okay. They wanted to. He wanted to. Bossy city. A uh, 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 forward-thinking city. The smoking ban I get. Because then you're inflicting your smoke on other people. You don't people, want any goddamn salt shakers on your menus. I don't really care, but I mean, come on. You spend months, you have a really nice restaurant, you pick your menu font painstakingly. Oh. You decide, am I going to right justify, left justify, center my text? I'm going to center the text. Am I going to use serial commas in my menu descriptions? Am I going to, I'm probably not going to put cents. I'm just going to put dollar amounts because I don't want to seem like a diner. Do you know you, you do? You're doing all this stuff. You're bringing it all back, buddy. You're picking the paper stock. You are, and then the city comes in and says you got to put a little fucking salt shaker next to something. You know, one, you get that designer humming again to come up with some cute little salt shaker. No, no, no. It sounds like it's a city-sanctioned salt yeah. salt shaker. <laughs> they have their pre-picked. The goddamn city-sanctioned salt shaker. <laughs> they have their own little fucking emoji for the salt. You got to use it. City sanctioned salt shaker. City sanctioned salt shaker. City sanctioned salt shaker. Ooh, man. City sanctioned salt shaker. I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshitty. That was just a little peek inside the brain of a former, of one former managing editor of Dining Out Magazine talking to another (laughs) former editor. Oh, man. We were both managing editors. All those menu debates. Yep. Mark, uh, Mark broke the chair in for me, and then I supplanted him. I, oh, no, I usurped him. Actually, he just left. He was like, I've had enough. <laughs> do I was like, I haven't had enough yet. Might I have more? Yeah, you stuck, a rest, stuck it out. Tell you what, though. Yeah, what? On the other hand, it's kind of fucked up to give someone that much salt in a single dish. But that's why. You I know what I'm wondering? Order. I don't think it's like, see, that's, that's the problem, though. I think the kind of restaurant where they're picking their menu font, 
they're probably not making dishes with that much salt in them because they're probably not using prepared ingredients. It's probably all from scratch. uh, I bet the problem is is when you're like doing Olive Garden and they're getting like a lot of their shit pre-made. On the long list of complaints that are just sitting there on the desk of Dr. Mary T. Bassett in New York City, the surprise angle, the one she wasn't (laughs) expecting, was the font issue. (laughs) It's not a font issue. It's a design issue. Yeah, the font design menu. It's like, come on, I designed this pristine, minimalist menu. Yeah. I'm putting, I want an award for this. I mean, I, I had to get, I got into an argument with my partner about an asterisk for gluten-free items. She wanted the GF next to the item. I was like, no, we'll put an asterisk and we'll put it at, it'll be a footnote. What, asterisk? (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to let these go from now on, but I can't. No, I'd like the help. Asterisk. At risk? Asterisk. Ricks. <clears throat> Bring on the bugs. Whoa. Okay. Exo raises four million in first ever Series A for an insect protein startup. Natalie Natalie Spotelli Forbes. Yeah, bang up pronunciation of Natalie. By raising four million in its Series A, Exo Protein has made a statement to the food industry. And that statement is the company's protein bars and their main ingredient, cricket flour, could soon catch on more widely and appear in supermarkets nationwide. With this funding round, we'll start executing our larger vision and work on building a movement that consumers and influencers want to get behind, says Greg Suwitz. Suwitz, EXO co-founder. Does he mean Instagram influencers? Sorry, what? Oh, oh, they're consumers and influ- those influencers. It doesn't mean them. I was wandering in my mind. I was starting to wonder, like, you know, I like, I like that uh, insect protein is a viable replacement for meat protein in many use cases, but is, is it not easier just to use plant protein? Is there a reason? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know that reason? Oh, I know quite a bit. Are you just going to keep some it locked it away, pro- Kingmaker? It's very proprietary. I'm on some projects right now that I can't discuss. You got some NDAs in effect? What a bunch of bullshit. So, come so on. So we get no insight well, on this, this one? what we know. What we know is that if you can get a pound of ground beef for four bucks... I'm talking about the plant-based. You know something and you're hiding it from our listeners and I don't like that. You're not showing them I'm the respect you. they deserve. I'm with you. I, no, I think if... There's it just so, seems like it's an uphill battle, right? Like you, if you can get the, if you can derive the protein from a plant source that people aren't going to freak out about eating, right? Then you don't also have to fight this marketing war to try and sell them well, insects, especially if you're putting it into a bar or a powder or something, right? Yeah, why not just grind up? I mean, maybe you don't want to eat a whole plant. You'd rather eat a fried bug as a whole as a whole food item. I'm kind of starting you. to lean that way. I'm feeling like if I'm going to eat a bug, I need a goddamn man. I want a deep fried cricket. You know, I owe it to the to the bug to. So the meat supply. We yeah. know we're worried about the meat supply. Too many humans. Maybe you are too hard. On, too hard on the environment. Too hard on what? Meat plants are a great on? alternative. Yeah. Bugs. Maybe we need all of them to kind of move away from meat. Okay. But, but we got this price problem because ground beef used to be two bucks. Now it's four bucks a pound. Well, how much have I got to pay for like a pound of good? protein out of bugs and it's it's a lot more than four bucks i think it's mm. 15 20 i'm not gonna do that but how gauche i mean and then i can get i can get ground beef four bucks but how much easier is it to scale these little cricket farms and these little indoor facilities and terrariums what are they called insect terrariums sure yeah so that'll help price parity bring it down bring in the plants bring in the bugs but here the point is this this round 
was led by Excel Foods, which is a big deal, and some other early stage people, including blah, 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 investor, this guy, entrepreneur Tim Ferriss, athlete Amelia Boone, and rapper Suge Knight. Nope. Oh wait, is it in here? And I'm just not looking. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was stretching. I was doing some hip release work here. Uh, hold on, people. Oh my God, Nas. That is pretty awesome. He's in the bug business. That's great. Bug bars. Out of everything you just told me, that is the one thing that's now making me kind of like this bug bar thing again. Uh, that's why I, you never like, know. Okay, Nas. You press all the buttons, one of them will hit. Have you heard Illmatic? Work. I got some homework for you, man. Go home and listen to Illmatic. Have I heard Illmatic? You have? I'm not sure if I have. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly know of it. There's a decent documentary about that record. Really? Oh, I think it's really? on the Netflix. <laughs> then I can watch it. Yeah, it's not on the Amazon. Just bear with me here. I'm just gonna... Don't start playing... <laughs> copyrighted material. Oh, come on. Really? All right, fine. Are you not allowed to? I don't know. I don't know the rules on these things. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. I've heard this. Okay, you can stop it now. Yeah, that's going to be... We don't need to dig in too deep on that. <laughs> I've heard this. The sound of an L train rattling overhead. I've heard this. We only got one more story here. Oh, and it's your dad. Trump only sells the best nutrition. Uh, I know who my dad is. You mean my biological... I'm sorry, that was very rude. I've met your father and he's awesome. He's Trump. so much better than this man. <laughs> Trump, yes. Than your twisted biological father. Oh, that would be... Oh, God. See, that's exact, That's another reason why. Yeah, I guess that Don't go a good down that rabbit hole. Why would you want to know that? What if it was true? What if it was like Trump was your dad? Oh, well... Uh, how, would you, that'd be, how would you go on how, living? How would you go on... And then how would you, yeah, my first impulse is just get a lot of money out of them and go away. Yeah. That's so base. To get money from him? I just want to get away from him. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, but it's dirty Dirty money. money. I don't want that money. It's not even blood money. I don't it's want just it. like dirty gross. I don't want it. It smells like Trump. Trump's, Trump only sells the best nutrition. Trump's short fingers. Oh, sorry. Trump's short failed venture into vitamin supplement Hucterism by Susan Perry. Let's try that again. The Minnesota Post. What? Trump's short failed venture into vitamin supplement Hucksterism. Okay. Isn't that what I said the first time? You'll find out. <clears throat> in 2009. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Back in 2009. How old yes. were you then, Mark? What, was, what, what key moments in your life was, he, was your uh, biological father missing out on in 2009? 2009? Oh, you know what? I think you were managing editor of Dining Out <laughs> Magazine back in 2009. That was... Deep in the menu font biz. You are, yeah. And you, do you remember? You are. <laughs> you are deep in the menu font <laughs> biz. You're in here with me. <laughs> yes, spit it out. I think around 2009, too, was the time that our colleague Jeff Steen launched his campaign to bring serial commas into the mix, into the, into the back of the magazine where we had all the menu listings. Was that he wanted to implement serial, serial commas you know, publication-wide, serial commas. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember eventually someone swayed me. I didn't like serial commas. And then I got on board, and then I realized Carney did. how much freaking work it was going to be to go oh. through and change every menu in our CMS to add serial commas. Outrageous. What do you think about that, Trump? I think he's still there working on it. In many ways. Uh, so in 2009, Ideal Health, 
created a company called the Trump Network that sold licensed Trump's brand. Nope. That licensed Trump's brand. So what we got here is the Ideal Health creating a company called the Trump Network that licensed Trump's brand. <laughs> wow. All right. Yep. You're caught up. Concise. That company sold a urine test kit called Private Test. Yes, they did. Test your urine. <laughs> they claimed the test could be used to create customized nutritional supplements. There you go. Not a bad scheme. It's not that far off from a little poop swab with your biome. There you go. The urine went from the customer to the testing lab. Okay. As opposed to what? As opposed to a pit stop in Josh's fridge? <laughs> or maybe Trump hand-inspected each one. He sniffed each one <laughs> yeah. to determine the freshness. Oh, you could maybe took a little sip. Ooh, right. Based on the analysis, see, he, he, he pre-analyzes. He takes a little sip of the pee. That's, doctors used to do that. Yeah, Trump was good at that. He can tell by Diabetes, you just a tell. lick of piss, and he can tell you what your vitamin deficiencies are. So that, that didn't make it into this article. That's the media for you, right? <laughs> trying to cover up Trump's super tasting abilities his piss licking prowess uh, so based on the analysis the Trump network sent back custom essentials these essentials were packets of one of 48 different supplement formulations depending on the customer's profile there you go You've, you're personalizing your nutrition right there it's kind of like isogenic showing up in the, at your front door I didn't I didn't get to take a pee test when you I signed up take a little questionnaire and go oh this is what I feel like this is how I this is how I roll nope, just a battery of vitamins hmm. but since this there's a lot of popular. there's a lot of B12 vitamins in there we're not getting hung over anymore in this house are you <laughs> drunk all the time <laughs> no not really I mean, you know sometimes you, if you have that third glass of wine or it beer. Is. That's exactly right. It's you, the third. You're getting older and you wake up a little bit like, ooh. But it's hey, the with, these, with these isogenic vitamins, with the just power blasting of B12s, just screaming through our bloodstreams at every, every hour of the day, <laughs> every minute, every second. Who doesn't love Zip B12 it. vitamins? <laughs> Who doesn't love isogenics vitamins? This used to be a common deal. You'd do questionnaires, some way to kind of customize the supplement sure. approach. And, and, and it was widely regarded as... Horseshit? Yes. Placebo? They, ooh. They, quote, they make an outrageous statement, which is that this testing and supplement regimen, this process, are a, are a necessity for anyone who wants to stay healthy. Dr. Peter Cohen, super famous guy now for sort of... Isn't he at the uh, Cambridge the Health Alliance? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. And he's an expert on dietary supplement safety. Um, that's quite insane. That was his, uh, his, his conclusion. Final, his final conclusion on the supplement proposition of the Trump network. You're going to feel so healthy, you're going to get tired of feeling healthy. It's you're going to say, Trump, Trump can I best. feel shitty again, Trump? Can I feel shitty again? And I'm going to say, no, you can't feel shitty again. You got your customized vitamins. I've tasted your piss. I know what you need. I've made you the best vitamins. These are the best vitamins. Mm -hmm. It's the best fecal. <laughs> Man, so this is the third Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. We got Huckabee. We got uh, Carson. Carson. We talked about Carson on here. What yep. was he with? The, the, oh, boy. Can't remember. Neither, neither can he. <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> That's all I got this week. What else should we talk about? How much uh, time we got? We're at 43 minutes, Ooh. 29 seconds. We got three minutes of just free time. We just got, we got a couple of minutes before White Reaper kicks off their set at the Vegas hotel. So <laughs> That's actually happening right now, I wonder. I think it, I think it was uh, last, like earlier this week. So what, uh, what podcast are you listening to? I don't listen to podcasts. Oh my God. No, I do. Uh, what am I? Uh, 
Uh, Mark Marin I listened to this week. Michael Rappaport. Eh, I like that actor. I skipped it. It was pretty good. I, I'm a big fan of the movie True Romance. Mm-hmm. And he was great in that movie. Do you remember that movie? I do. It's like, Jesus Christ, Clarence. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking cocaine here. Yeah. Do you know how much yeah. fucking cocaine you got here? Yeah. I don't know, but it's a fucking lot. I subscribe to Marin, but I only listen to the ones that catch my eye. I used to be more of a completist sometimes. I usually skip if he's interviewing a musician. Like I didn't make it all the way through Dweezil Zappa. For no other reason. I just don't, I don't like hearing people try and demystify music. It's just not my bag. Uh, Let's uh, see. What else? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, this is riveting. You got anything good? Well, why don't you tell us about your podcast intake, uh, Mark? Maybe that's a bad topic. I don't know. Probably is. I am listening to 538, which is the Nate Silver thing. They've got an election mm-hmm. podcast where they talk about the polls and when the results come in and they make you smarter about what's really happening. I like mm. that. And they've got a little banter going. I've been using my news app, the, the Apple, the native news app. Ooh. Yeah, good? I kind of like it. I, well, I used to use Flipboard. I don't use either. I used to use Flipboard, which get is all my news from something Twitter. I downloaded. See, I get some of my news from Twitter, but I kind of like the news feed. More is that? Do I even have that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the supplement thing. You go in and you fill out a questionnaire. What kind of news do you want? What do you like to read? Huh. And then it'll start giving you a curated stream. Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, waste some time on that. Actually, I'll tell you what. I've been separating myself from most social media, slowly but surely. Oh, good for Spending you. Spending way less time on the gram. Twitter, I, I don't, I'm not a tweeter. I don't really tweet that much. But I do mm. like to. I like to follow the feed. I like to check the feed. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm reading news articles. I'm staying informed. Oh, good for you. And I'm. It's terrifying. It's. Why well, don't you throw crazy some of those there. in the dock once a week? Hey, man, I contribute news articles. Oh yeah. I was. Uh, I was. I got hung when up when you're in, not too busy crafting meme songs out of yeah survivor. You, clips. What do you want? You want an article or you want a song? I want the song. You choose. Okay. Yeah, I want the song. Okay, you want the song. Oh, and speaking of songs, here we go. Premiering uh, live right here. Natchcast 55, live from South by Southwest. Uh, by request, Stuart and uh, Danielle have both asked for this. Uh, this is Farted in Your Kia. And uh, before I hit play, this uh, was recorded using some sort of app on my brother's phone way back in 2008, back when uh, Mark Brush was still managing editor of Dining Out Magazine. Uh, Donald Trump was busy licking piss from uh, samples sent in by the You're gonna get thrown out members of the, of the Trump network. You are going to get thrown out. And around that same time, uh, my firstborn son was about, ah, he was like one. He was nearing one years old, I believe, at the time. And my brother had this app, and he's like, anything you say, I'll, it'll turn it into a rap song. One and so, years old. One year old. Okay. He, uh, he, my brother hit record. I'm going to copy edit you through every podcast. <laughs> it's, I had to copy edit your, uh, your email earlier. Oh, yeah. that's private. I didn't say who it was to. I just Continue. said I had to copy edit it. So uh, my brother holds out the phone, and Elias says, I farted in your Kia. Everybody, so. thanks for listening. This has been uh, Natchcast 55. You know what? Neil survives slash live from uh, South by Southwest 2016. Come back next week. Oh, yeah. It's our one-year... Whisper some, sweet somehow. nothings in your friend's ear. What, would, what do we do? What's our... Te- you gotta- well, I thought we changed it to food news... No, no, but Eventually. how do we tell people to tell a friend to listen? Oh, whisper in a lover's ear? Huh. Sure, do that. Bedmate's ear? Do that. Your Come back next ear? week, 56, one year anniversary. It's going to be a big one, people.
Yeah. <laughs>